0: Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 335, hopefully you guys had an incredible weekend, an amazing Sunday, and are ready to tune in and have some fun, we've got a great guest for you tonight, you find him (laughs) on Instagram as Daniel Grows Photos. How are you doing, Daniel? You want to tell us how you're doing? And uh, I may have spoiled it, where we can find you. Well, we may be able to find you on some other social media accounts. You want to tell us all where we can find you?
1: Just you Daniel doing? Grow Photos on Instagram.
0: Nice, nice. How you doing tonight? What you smoking on there? OG. Nice, nice, nice. You grow that yourself?
1: Nah, I can get this for, like, pretty good price.
0: Nice, nice. nice. So, well, let's get down to the basics here. Might as well get down to it. (laughs) Uh, When was your first time that uh, you come across the plant? You want to tell us uh, the first time? Uh, Yeah,
1: I was 12 years Uh, old, and... I was with my friends, and all of a sudden, they were breaking down weed on a piece of cardboard. I never even seen it before. I was tripping. I was kind of excited because I only heard about weed. I never actually got to experience it. And then they said it was Girl Scout cookies. So I, like, tried it. I took three hits. I was having a hell of fun. So then, like, I rode my bike down a little hill and crashed it but I was just having fun though. it was like kind of on purpose I don't know how to say that shit I just like wanted to have fun it was just a really fun type of weed at that time and after that I just really wanted weed and that's pretty much how I got smoking
0: nice nice so was it uh, was it game on after that point? Was it like an everyday thing? You know, I wanted it some to of us be fall more. Little,
1: No, yeah, I wanted I wanted it to be an everyday thing. I wanted it to do more. They said it was ten dollars a gram, and I was twelve years old. How was I was supposed to get that? So I just thought it was expensive, and you're just smoking your money away.
0: Yeah, the first days so. though. Few buddies, tens go a long way. Few doobies, yeah, they kind of stretch at that age. First experiences, uh, it's quite possible. It's quite possible. So, about how long before it was, uh, you know, became pretty regular?
1: Um, freshman year, I was smoking as much as I could. I was in a group home for a little bit, so they didn't, like, let me smoke. I was in trouble because they had me on probation for a little bit. And I was, like, they actually made me go to, like, drug group for smoking weed. So I just tried to smoke before school. I tried to get away with it. But one time, like, I got caught it was over but after that, I started like smoking weed straight out of high. Like then sophomore year, I came back. Yeah, it was on.
0: Uh... So, how long how was it? Would you? How long would would you consider it to be medicinal? Do you still consider? Condi- would you consider it recreational use today or do you find a medicinal value in it today?
1: It's medicinal. Like I have a shoulder that got dislocated and I also like broke split the bone in there. So it kind of healed towards the tendon and it's a little messed up today. I always mess with it. So it helps me like chill out and also I have some mental health issues too. And it really helps with the mental health issues because it helps me like feel good, I guess, with anxiety.
0: Right on, right on. I I can I can agree with that on both accounts. You know, I've definitely had some problems, some shoulder a shoulder surgery as well, and one of the bitches about that shoulder pain is sleep. Good luck sleeping through, you know, a terrible shoulder injury, because that's something that you lose right off the bat. We all know cannabis, <laughs> cannabis can help with that. That's for sure.
1: At one point, my mother actually spent five hundred dollars on a test of my DNA for cannabis because I was in the psych ward for a little bit, and then they said that. I need indica CBD. And they said, like, sativa isn't good or something like that. Yeah. True story.
0: That's crazy. I can't believe they were able to nail it down so good for you like that.
1: So did you find
0: that to be true? Is that still true today (laughs) that, uh, you know, that's what you reach for is the indicas?
1: No, not really. Like, I don't know. OG is pretty cool. I I would smoke on pretty much anything that's pretty good. I don't know. Everything is good. I like all the weed. I'm really a smoker, like, for real. I used to go to the dispensary, and they had, like, all the 50 jars of weed. That I grew up like that. The first time I was in the dispensary, I was 15 years old, and I was just looking at all this kind of weed, all these different colors, And I just started grabbing different kind of stuff and trying it. It's really good. I need to just
0: step off camera real quick. I forgot to grab me and fill my tray before I sat down. (laughs) I got to grab a bud real quick. I'm very jealous of you smoking. (laughs)
1: There
0: we go. There we go. I got something to achieve on now. All right. So, you know, uh, had you tried taking like a, a pharmaceutical avenue towards, you know, both uh, the mental issue and uh, the pain from your shoulder prior to dealing with it with cannabis, hopefully uh, you were able to switch, if so. No,
1: so I got 5150 fifty over a dozen times, and... I've been trying like 12 different kind of medicines at least. Now I found one because we know my problem is like I have schizoaffective disorder and I also have autism, bipolar, OCD, PTSD. Um, Yeah, that's what the doctor said. So I'm just like they tried so many medicines on me. It made me like a whole bunch of side effects and stuff, but weed's always been there. So I just, I, I take my medicine because I needed to stay sane. Like, I thought a little fucking, I mean, my bad, a, a bee was like a camera or something, like from the CIA, like for real. So I need antipsychotics to stay chill, but weed helps me in the social aspect too.
0: Yeah, I gotta agree. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, so how long uh how long have you been using cannabis all together now? Can you can you give me a rough idea of huh. know, the grand scheme of things?
1: Like seven years I think.
0: Pretty short road. Yeah. So uh, how long have you been growing?
1: Since I was 14. Yeah, that that was fun. I was on a houseboat, and that's where I lived. So I used to have a few grow tents inside of there and grow on the roof at the same time and grow on the dock. And it used to be laid bag. I used to buy cuts. Nice. You prejudice. want to tell us about the? Yeah. <laughs> I just started growing in five gallon buckets. I lived right next to like Orchard Hardware Supply when that was a thing. so. You know, they would just leave out three pots and stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. They would, like, sell me different nutrients and stuff. So I went through a whole bunch of kind of nutrients, and I didn't like any of them because it made, like, I had success, but it wasn't – it's not as good as I do right now, like, organic. If I can sell them or something. But Michigan makes – it's not the same. Like, I used to just have just regular soil, I guess, whatever the fuck I can buy, mix it up. I just wanted to get their open bags for $3, so I could just mix it up with some of the native soil here, and then I would drug it up with all those nutrients. That was back when I didn't even have, like, an inline fan or nothing. I just, like, had a grow tent. They told me ceramic mill hotline was the best. So I just threw that together. I was growing Bubba kush, blue dream, green crack, like what else? Uh, Sour diesel, uh, Train egg. All
0: good, really good So, how long did you stay in that setup before uh, you know you you mix things up? Stepped it up a little bit or changed things up at all.
1: Every time I went to flower, I always got psychotic or got to the hospital or something. So that shit got ruined plenty of times. So now I'm like taking medicine. Like I gotta take a shot every month. So I remind myself like subcool had to do that shit too, like to stay alive.
0: So would you say that, uh, you know, as I talk to a lot of growers, we all seem to find that uh, just being in the garden to be a very therapeutic uh, part of the cannabis plant without even having to ingest it, you know what I mean? There's just something very calming about being in your garden tending to your plants that uh, seems to be you know one of the greatest contributes to the plant without actually having to consume it and I think a lot of medical patients don't you know that don't grow don't realize how what a big factor that can be would you agree on that?
1: Being in the garden is very nice. Like, just being, watching the plants, you can smell it. Getting it on your fingers, it gets nice and sticky. Like, you shouldn't do that, though. It's just, sometimes you knock a plant, you know, but fuck, it just stinks in there. Like, oh, my God, sometimes smells are insane. just makes me really happy. Like, I can't stop smelling it sometimes. It's ridiculous.
0: Definitely, definitely. So what are some of your favorite uh, terps or smells that from the cannabis plant? Which ones if you could single it out to a few, uh, what would they be?
1: I like sweet weed. Like I like skunk too actually. I like gas. Berry. Hazes. Marilla glue kind of oh, smell.
0: So, which has been some of the favorites that you've grown out so far?
1: I blue dream. I grew that out really good on the roof of the boat.
0: That sounds like an amazing experience, man! It seems like you would get some just amazing sun on top of a boat.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh,
0: how how were them grows?
1: They were just in five gallon buckets, so they were little sharp plants. So about as tall as my like my waist. So but the bud was amazing. Like it was the frosty, it was like sugar coated and white resin oozing out. It was ridiculous.
0: So uh, are you, what's your growth setup like
1: today? <clears throat> I got three two by fours and one two by two and a half. And I'm going to get another two by four, grow some cuts in it. But i got to spray those cuts like the Dr. Zimes and Nuka. Make sure I don't get my shit fucked up from seeds that I sprouted because those things are healthy. I just got seeds. I got mass medical strain sent me some deadly swabby seeds and told me that would help. Like, he thinks so it would help. When I, I was trying a different medicine just a little bit ago, and it was making me gain a lot of weight real quick like 50 pounds in five months quick. So they like, <clears throat> he said, this one makes you not hungry. So I thought that was cool. So it's a pre-release strain. He just barely gave some out at the seed banks, well-grown seeds um, as a freebie, a few of them. But I had them way before that. Mine are in flower ready. These things are ridiculous in the smell because the terpenes, you know, like the, what's it called? The cannabinoids in this are rare. It has a different kind of profile than most of the plants because it's from the Swabi region of Pakistan. So it was bred there for 40 years by someone who was keeping it a secret until they found out. And now he can't really grow there anymore. So he sent it to iraisin and he sent it to mass medical strains to put it out there. And then he crossed it with deadly sativa. So it has some really wild cannabinoids in there that make the resin different. Like it's more sticky and oozy pronounced and like compared to the East Coaster lamb I'm growing and the star pupil I'm growing and the chick magnet is different. I mean the chick magnet also is like that I mean like is the deadly swabby is really different actually. My chick magnet is different too because I only sprouted one seed of that and I got like a dwarf one. It was weird because it's supposed to have a four-time stretch and this one barely had like not even a one-time stretch. The thing is tiny. like It's kind of funny. Um, I don't know, but the terpenes on that is ridiculous too. That one has terps, like, very sweet, like a clementine. I don't know how to say this. It's like a tangerine or something. It smells real good. And it's real frosty, too. And it's like the trichomes, they're really, like, milky. It's ridiculous as well.
0: So how did you get the name, uh... Daniel grows photos. Do you grow photos? Just photos? <laughs> or, do you, or do you grow autos as well?
1: Oh, Tell me I that. was thinking about photographs. Oh, my bad. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, but that's a good point. I do grow photo periods. Like I just recently grew an auto, and it sucks.
0: I haven't had very good luck with them myself, but i i tried to stay open-minded. It's been a while since I've ran some, so maybe it maybe it's, was just the time period myself.
1: I'm open-minded about it, too, though. I wouldn't mind trying it differently.
0: So how long have you been going uh, how long was in mean, how long were you growing before you decided you just had to go straight organic or two organics
1: from 2018 no, 16, 16 17, 18 just since 2020 I went organic in 2019. The end of two thousand nineteen.
0: Would you say that the quality of your uh, cannabis uh, increased in the switch? I
1: don't know. Like growing with nutrients never worked out for me because I always got. Actually, it did like a long time ago. I grew like. I grew plants and nutrients, and that they got big and everything. But how am I gonna say, like, it always messed up because I always like got fifty-one fifty. It happened repetitively, like right at the good point. But now, like, I'm alright. I've been growing for like four and a half years. I've harvested plenty of times, but I messed up more times than I've succeeded growing synthetically. It's not. It's not even funny. You can mess up a lot of ways doing it that way. I think because. I've messed up a lot of ways doing it that way you gotta it's more of a taking it's more of a taking a healthy plant and doing a whole bunch of like extra stuff in a way so I don't know I, now I use the leaves because I heard it's good for health purposes I use them in smoothies I couldn't. Even I didn't want to touch the fucking I don't wanna touch the leaves on that shit if I sprayed it with some garbage to take care of something. I don't know. Or just or if I'm even giving it nutrients, I don't really wanna like ingest the leaves like that. I wouldn't feel the same about the plant when I'm in the garden with it at all, actually. That's just how I feel, but I'm open-minded to learn different ways because I never considered cocoa or deep water culture. I'm just talking about drugging it with, like, advanced nutrients and making it, spraying it with stuff. stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you are on the right path with the organics, to be honest with you. Uh, avoiding as much as the nutrients as possible. And, uh, you know, as far as IPM, and mm-hmm. plentiness is definitely your best defense, first and foremost, is what i find for sure. Cheers, chronic one. So what are the some of the lights that you're using today?
1: <clears throat> Rapid LED. I use cobs. I keep it at around eighty-two Fahrenheit. And the cobs are the CXB three five nine zero at thirty five hundred Kelvins and the chilled logic pugs.
0: They work on nice. That's nice. Gotta love those LEDs for sure.
1: Yes.
0: So, have you noticed any kind of difference in like, say, turf profile and overall plant health? You know, the plants that you were growing under the metal had light to the plants that you're growing under LEDs today?
1: I grew some monsters under metal hotline. It was pretty ridiculous. Some Bubba Kush. Those things really set off. I had two in one pot and five gallon pots and I had eight five gallon like Home Depot pots. I just divided it with some, I used it was tinfoil back then, just divided it right in half. Filled each one with soil and put a clone in each one. That shit filled out
0: so who are some of your favorite breeders that uh are some of the strains that you run in there are you a fan of any certain breeder or you know sometimes (laughs) when you get stuck you can get stuck on you know a certain one what are you tell me about tell me about it yourself
1: well mass medical strain sent me some seeds so i had to sprout like all of them. Well, not all the seeds, but every variety.
0: Did uh Did you find some some winners over there? If somebody was interested in uh, the mass medical, uh, what would be something that you, you would suggest for? Them?
1: The one that's gonna come up is Deadly Swabby. I really like that one. This is in April, I believe.
0: Are you tending to grow outdoors this year, or do you stay basically indoors?
1: Let's stay indoors.
0: you mind me asking where you're growing out of? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> where, are you, where are you at? I heard you reference uh, kind of Michigan a little bit. Are you here in Michigan?
1: No, it's Northern California.
0: Oh, nice. You could be growing outdoors then. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: so do you... Uh, you just stay indoors for security reasons or how come you don't uh, utilize some of that awesome Northern California climate?
1: Because I spend a lot of time right here in the garden in my own. It takes a lot and like what I don't know where am I going to grow it? You know, I haven't figured that out yet. Like, I'd be open to it. Right on, right on.
0: Do you uh, train your plants in any? Uh, do you train your plants? <laughs> you want to tell us how you uh, how your system of growing?
1: It depends on which plant it is. Because deadly swabby needs topping Because that grows really tall. It's coaster limb doesn't need a topping, <clears throat> but it's cool. I'm trying topping it now. A clone of it. Yeah.
0: Very good, very good. Do you have a preferred uh, drying method? Do you just like cut it, and hang? Do you a wet trimmer? Do you dry trim?
1: Color it always like. Dry trim, I would hang it up right here next to the tents. Yeah, I,
0: as much as I, I just can't get myself to enjoy the dry trim myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> Why? I just find myself; it's very time consuming, and I, I i tend my tend to take too much, be too critical of it. I think, because I know that's the final, the final, basically. That's you know, that's it. So, what when when I wet trim, I can trim close, and a lot of stuff recedes into the bud as it dries. And it's moreover, it's closer to being done. You know, at that point, you're just kind of chopping it off the, the stem. But yeah, it's more just so damn time consuming. Moreover, it's the dry drill.
1: What parts of it would you take off?
0: Oh, uh, as much as the uh, sugar leaf as possible, uh, I try to get it in there as close as possible when I get when I I like to trim, uh, trim it as close and then leave it out in the stem if I'm hanging. But if I'm using it in the uh, in the uh, dryer, there my herbs now that I. <laughs> de Sem it and pack it as close as I can. So do you do anything else? Uh, Do you make anything with your trim or any kind of extracts? Uh, The plant, you pretty much use it all as you stated, you know, you use the leaves, do you make extracts, butters or... Any of the other
1: goodies? I'd like smoke it and make it into edibles.
0: Do you have a favorite edible?
1: No. I just like the ones that are really strong, though. Sometimes it doesn't affect me.
0: Sometimes I've got. I think I've got a little theory on uh, edibles, and if they do affect, and that sometimes they don't affect, because uh, I know people are on both sides of the fence. To be honest with you, and I'm one. I'm one. To be honest with you, sometimes they work, like you say, well, better than other times they do, and I think that when they don't work. If, say Especially if, say, you've made a batch yourself and you know they're all consistent, you know what I mean, from one to the other. If they're one, working one day and not working one day. Uh, I think that's your body, as you ingest it, is telling it to be processed in a different way, you know. you're not, You're not going to eat this edible and get a psychedelic high from it today. You know what I mean? The liver's going to process it. We're going to put it towards the pain in your knee or, you know, the pain in your shoulder. And so that way you don't feel the, the high off it, but you feel more of a body effect, maybe a little bit lessening of the pain is what I'm I'm gathering is what I think happens in, like, let's say, a misfire with an, with an edible like that. I think it's just being processed in a different way.
1: That's interesting. So it could be like the same amount of potency, but your body would take it differently.
0: Yeah, your body's just processing it different, like saying, hey, we're not getting high today. We're going to use this edible for pain. You know what I mean? Instead of, you know, the high, I think your body dictates, dictates the high like that. So a lot of times when uh, people tell me that, like, I've got a couple friends that, man, I ate these edibles and they were super strong. I didn't get high. I'm like, dude, you should check a doctor. (laughs) You You might have some shit wrong with you that you don't even know about. You know what I mean? That's what I always jokingly tell them. But I honestly believe there's some truth to that. You know what I mean? There's just something else that they're dealing with that. You know, their body won't let them get high off that edible. It's it's being processed for a more medicinal uh, in a more medicinal way.
1: (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) So, like, what if you, like, make it hella potent?
0: Same, same. I think maybe it will, it'd be just as potent, but it, it would put you out so you could get the, the rest, you know, rest with healing. In healing, there has to be some rest so I can see if it was super strong and just knocking you out so you could fucking, your body could heal
1: how do you make your butter
0: how do I make my butter I actually uh, I have a magic butter machine that I am (laughs) super super fond of and I'm with you on the like strong aspect of my edibles so my recipe I try to stick to 10 grams of flour per stick of butter and uh, a teaspoonful of the light in there in that magic butter machine. And it usually makes some very, very strong butter. I I actually prefer to make it as strong as possible. And then that way, when I do use it, I can uh, either make something just supersonic strong or... (laughs) I can reduce it back and then add more butter to, you know, kind of take out some of the weedy taste, but yet still have a decent buzz. Are
1: the mushrooms taking you yet?
0: They're starting to. I would say they're starting (laughs) to, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, Edibles uh, are definitely good, man. I've actually had them so strong that I've had a psychedelic experience with with the butter and edibles, to be honest with you. I actually made a batch of butter and then did kind of glove up when I was, like, squeezing out that ball. It just kind of let it run down my arm, so I had that hot butter just, you know, seeping into my skin and didn't realize it, and then turned around and made more edibles, which resulted into a laughing spell that went about four hours. (laughs) Four hours of, you know, almost psychedelic laughing, which was very nice. Very nice.
1: So when you squeeze a sock of butter, like a
0: it gets you hot we absolutely absolutely if when you're, like you're straining that butter and you're like trying to get the rest of it out yeah that uh, it can soak into your skin because it's it's already activated and it's just like running rubbing on like say a THC cream or anything else it's an oil that will soak into your skin and it's just a matter of time from the time it soaks into your skin that uh, you start feeling. Yeah, that's uh, one of the benefits of actually you can use that same machine and produce it into like a coconut oil. And you can use that same coconut oil to infuse it into like lotions and uh, use lotions for... You know, pain and you know, medicating as well. So, do you dab it all? Do you uh, use extracts like that?
1: Um, no, I just smoke flour, just flour. Yes, but I wouldn't take a dab. Definitely, I'm hella open to all that.
0: I was just curious on uh, if you found any more, you know, benefits from the dabbing, because it's such a stronger, you know, uh, intense high, if you if it, you know, found any even more benefits from it like that, or if you preferred like, the entourage effect from the flower?
1: The flower is really the best thing for me, but dabs are, like, crazy, like, you're right, it is really potent, but it's kind of harsh. But not if you turn down the heat, like, um, I haven't had hella dabs, I guess. I've always been smoking flour.
0: So, uh, do you make any bubble hash or anything, any other product? Uh, any spoils? I shouldn't say product. Do you, do you harvest any other spoils? from the plants, from the waste. Because I know I enjoy some bubble ash as well out
1: of my uh, trip. I only made bubble ash one time. I think I should do that shit again.
0: I agree. I think you should as well. (laughs) I think you should as well. Uh, I'm actually making ice as we speak. As we speak for... I'll run hopefully either tomorrow or one of the following days very soon. I'm ready. I just got, I've got a chest full of ice trays that I've just been cracking and refilling. Got five gallon buckets in that freezer, busting them open into the five gallon buckets, refilling the trays for uh, for hash day. <laughs> Love the hash, So, is there some any strains that you would uh, like to get in your garden or uh, try out?
1: I'm thinking of getting from bee leaves, His Divine Banana Number Four.
0: What sounds so? What sounds appealing about that one?
1: They checked off most of the boxes for a twenty dollar cut pretty much. Yeah. That's
0: that's a fucking good answer right there. I guess fair fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so if you could improve your garden right now, money wasn't an object, what would you uh what would you change
1: and add to your garden? If I had a place I could rent out or something, I would put hella two-by-fours, like, just all over the walls.
0: Do you prefer tents over a heavy
1: I like little ones, because you could, like, do different things in your the-
0: I can agree with that as a man that sits in front of a bunch of tents. uh, The microclimates are definitely, definitely handy. You know what I mean? You can utilize it more of a perpetual harvest.
1: Yes, that would be nice. He could do it. Yeah.
0: Only done with tents and small paid places <laughs> that's for sure.
1: But I would be open and doing a room.
0: Definitely, definitely enjoy the room, man. It was hard going from the room back to the tents. But what as I've been back? doing it in so long well, space to be honest with you where I was prior to this I was able to have more rooms I had three rooms and I actually had a couple of tents that I used for veg as well but I liked the rooms and then I moved to where I am now and I reduced in space and because I couldn't set up rooms immediately the only way to keep going and keep the perpetual going Keep my patients happy was to set up tents. You know, some basically small rooms, and uh, it—that's the only way I can keep it going. For, for several reasons, uh, tents allow me to utilize better time because I can—I can work during the day. I have some that alternate because of power reasons, uh, so half of the tents come on at night and half of the tents go on during the day. So when some shut off, some come on. So it's, you know, that's what I do. You know, when it, when the lights go off, I, I zip some up, I open some up, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's a switch. So the power is kind of being utilized a little more wisely, but, uh, that's the only way that I can keep a perpetual going to where, you know, I can veg in the same room and keep multiple flowering phases going. It's only only through tents in the space that, I'm, that I have. Unfortunately, I'm stuck in tents until I get that bigger space.
1: Why are you in? the
0: state that you're in. I was born here. Born here and so far I wouldn't say stuck here but uh, I like it here I guess. I'd be happier if I could take the same surroundings and just (laughs) it'd be nice all the year round. Get a little tired of the snow but (laughs) I guess uh, or do you mean just the house itself?
1: I, I was. this shit
0: is oh, man. <laughs> nothing wrong with that man, nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs>
0: is that a different strain there than what you started on? I remember you nah, saying I, you had a few different strains.
1: I was just drawing up OG. Oh, I'm smoking all this and getting the other shit off. There you go. It helps me, like, smoke for free, I guess.
0: I can relate. I can relate with that. So, uh... What do you do to uh, help the insects out? I mean you mentioned earlier, you know, an IPM problem. Uh, what are you just doctor signs and
1: uh no. nematodes? So,
0: so I appreciate bioattack, that's for sure. Keep them chemicals off the car.
1: I was thinking about it because they didn't <clears throat> little fungus nets. <clears throat> I had some fungus nets. i got some right now in one of the tents, but it's not even that bad. So I'm just treating those and nematodes. It it's not going away quickly because I guess it like doesn't Go away that fast. No, it's not a outrageous
0: They can be rough sometimes, cutting back on the watering a little bit, keep it in a little less moist. Definitely a fan growing, like uh, blowing across, like the soil surface, you know, the bottom of your plants. They can't fly and keep in a steady place if. Uh, there's a nice breeze going across, you know, the bottom of the medium. really helps uh, knock things down. A couple easy and inexpensive ways to deal with
1: hope, for sure. What kind of a fan would you recommend for a 2x4 for, for that kind of
0: or a two x four, anything, just a maybe even a small five ten inch oscillating fan, or they actually even make these little micro fans anymore that uh, you can buy at Walmart that are super economical. I got one right, right there, I believe. Hold on, they're five bucks, right here. Something like this for a two by four, which uh, plug in or to a USB, you know something like this blowing across the top of your your pots, it's just enough breeze to uh, to knock them down. And this is a, like a little five inch fan. This is something like this is only five dollars at uh, you know Walmart. But I prefer if you if at all possible, I like the oscillators you know, so it just kind of brushes back and forth, and it's something, not one direction that they may get used to or be able to fly around.
1: What kind of fan is
0: this? This is a mainstay from Walmart. Just a little mainstay is the main brand. These things put off for the money. They actually do put off a nice little breeze for, uh, a small area like that. So you roll them long joints? Boy, those long joints are uh, tough to roll, man. The old New Yorker style. That's what we called those (laughs) Back in the day, (laughs) the New Yorker.
1: This one would leave. Why did they call them New Yorkers?
0: I don't, I (laughs) never really knew, to be honest with you. That's the way I just always knew that uh, the extra long, kind of skinnier joints were always passed to me as uh, my elders always called my stepdad. My stepdad was the first one to pass me (laughs) a a double paper, you know, kind of skinny long joint Mm in New York, but uh, for sure... So, do you are you in a water oil only soil right now, or do you actually put some amendments or uh, nutrients on top of whatever you're growing?
1: Just Michigan mix, and so um, if I add anything, is some photosynthesis plus.
0: So you guys get the Michigan mix all the way out there in Cali. Get the M three all the way over there that's pretty yeah. cool
1: yeah,
0: boy I'm just honored that I'm cool I think it's cool to see you know my home state uh, a custom mix that started here uh, go <laughs> nationwide you know what I mean that's all I think that's awesome you know a small cannabis based company being able to get their product. it's hard to get say soils. You know, because testing can be uh, a bear from state to state on, as far as labeling and things like that uh, can be tough to get a license in certain states. So it's awesome, especially California. California regulations can be brutal, brutal, especially listing organic ingredients and or being able to call certain things organic. Just be tough. So, besides cannabis, what else uh, do you do? You enjoy, my friend.
1: I haven't had I mentioned a good time before cannabis.
0: What do you like to do? Well, cannabis can't be the only thing. Do you Well, cannabis makes everything fun. <laughs> cannabis makes everything fun. So, you know, what do you, you can be enjoying other things on cannabis. You know what I mean? You enjoy going out to the park, fishing, going out to the show. All can be done. on can't. What do you, what do you enjoy? Uh, when you're outside the garden basically is the question I
1: don't know I haven't had a good time I've been like my life sucked before cannabis
0: well that's uh yeah. You know, I think a lot of us can agree with that, to be honest with you. I think everybody can agree with cannabis enriching in our lives, for sure. I know uh, this plant has definitely been a, a staple in my life. It's, well, basically since the first time, that's for sure. You know, it wasn't... Uh, frequent every day that first time, but it was soon thereafter. Once it was, it was definitely a staple. And uh, it's definitely been, been with me for quite some time. So how, I guess this is a good question for you, how long would you think Cannabis has been in my life.
1: In your life. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, since you were six.
0: Well, no, no, that's that's fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Well,
1: the first time years. that
0: I actually smoked was Right around ten, so that would mean that uh, cannabis has been in my life for oof, a staggering, staggering thirty-nine years. <laughs> I've been the plants been in, in in around or near my hand for thirty-nine. 20 of which I've been growing. So. I owe a lot to this gal. That's for sure. You
1: know, without antipsychotics, I just barely got the right dose. I was really tripping. Like. Nothing. I was miserable also. It was, I would do like, shit, I would wreck, I don't know how to say it, but these mushrooms are kicking in, but all I'm saying is, now that I got the right dose, I could actually like focus on cannabis.
0: It's definitely a ride, and, uh, you know, heads off to you for going through on that ride because there are so many out there, and finding that correct dose can be terrible from what I've heard and from a lot of people that's had to go through that battle. You know, the side effects from one drug to another, the correct amount of the dose all can be brutal. Can be brutal. So shout out to you for uh, enduring and finding some comfort. Oh, especially with cannabis, man. I I love people enriching their lives with cannabis plants.
1: I was trying to spend my time learning about it, so what's your suggestion on trying to learn about it?
0: Books? There's lots out there anymore. There's tons of YouTube content out there. There's tons of people doing uh, a lot of great things. There's years and years of uh, YouTube content, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, if I, I take that bet there's like we've lost a lot, lot of them over the years due to purges from YouTube and unfortunately we've lost some as of recently you know Matt Grower ones channel all his work all his hard hard work years and years of content you know stripped from him recently but you know this is the golden age you know, I've, I've said this a lot. Uh, I'm almost jealous of uh, the new growers and their capabilities to be able to learn and run with this plant so much quicker than people like myself that started out at a much earlier date. You know, the knowledge is everything you need to know about growing is only a couple of searches away. Either, you know, YouTube, Google, they'll take you to a forum or find you directly to some sources that uh, can help you for sure. It's a golden time to start taking up growing for sure. Any, Any aspect that you want to know, organics, plant training, IPM. Tons of videos out there. And it, what that's equated uh, to is a lot of amazing growers, a lot of amazing growers that are able to take this, this game earlier on than people like myself that uh, will take it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of great growers that are in their early 20s that are amazing now from the knowledge that from this Wealth of knowledge that's out there Basically from a few Searches and out there for free Taking that knowledge and taking The cannabis growing to a whole new level You know what I mean So it's a golden time And it really is For anybody that's wanting to uh, To grow this plant
1: to grow this plant, I learned you gotta be like a loner pretty much, you can't have no one around
0: it doesn't hurt and it seems to be a common trait, I don't think the, I don't think you have to be I think it just seems for the most part the introvert is part of the, yeah. the trait <laughs> it's uh, definitely true definitely true but it doesn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? It, but a lot of us are, for sure. I think, to be honest with you, I think that's that's what makes this community what it is, to be super, super honest with you, my friend. Uh, before, before all this and my, before friends, like my friend Subcool, Tons and tons of respect to some cool. We all were introverted and fucking growing and hiding behind closed doors. And we wanted to fucking talk, you know what I mean? About cannabis and whatnot, but we just didn't relate to a lot of other folks in a lot of other ways. But there's something about the cannabis plant that bonded us in a lot of ways, or bonded us. In general, <laughs> so when we were all seeking out to learn, you know, some knowledge how to do better and better with this plant, we found these small forums and found out there was people just like ourselves out there, but we could operate with the anonymity of a screen name or, you know, just a photo. So we could communicate with one another and still be our introvert selves. But uh, it was definitely a common trait, you know. Moreover, the sub-cool crowd, late night, third shift, we all came running when that cat fucking came on. We couldn't wait to uh, mingle with one another in these cannabis chat rooms. So. I think you're right. I think introverts are an underlying trait, but it's not mandatory. we take anybody that wants to grow this plant. <laughs> So, do you see yourself upscaling or moving uh, to uh, a bigger grow at any point? Would you like to see yourself upscaling?
1: I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. But I'm just trying to invest money into ways that would make more money.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Do want to thank you, Chad, for bringing that up, man. I hope you did have a, a great birthday. There might be, I was able to give you a shout out this morning, but again, I hope you had a great birthday. I try to keep track of birthdays around here, Daniel.
1: I see uh, my you in Chad. birthday is Subco's birthday?
0: You have September 29th. Your birthday yes. is September 29th. Nice. That's an easy one to remember. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you share uh, a birthday with a fucking, with a fellow legend, my friend. I'm glad you you share the same day. Cool people.
1: I tapped into his live like at least a hundred times.
0: He was a fucking great dude, man. He is definitely missed in a lot of uh a lot of ways. lot I he, he was a very good friend of mine, but I am very honored to uh talk with people and I love hearing some cool stories because you know I can't I wish he can hear all the stories collected together like I've been able to hear, him, you know what I mean? Because he, he's touched a wide swath of people, you know what I mean? Helped out, you know, in, in, a, in a very wide variety of ways, but a uh, fucking cool cat for sure. So what would be some of the best, what would be some of the things that you took away from uh our friends of cool there.
1: <laughs> it was Mendo Dope was the ones who told me about Subco on their song. Like they shouted out Sub Sho- Subcool.
0: That's pretty awesome. That's the second time second time I've heard that this week. And I, that always makes me smile because I always remember it. For for me, I remember it the other way around. Maybe it's not because I'm not from the West Coast or whatever. But, uh, I had known of Subway before Mendo Dope and probably wouldn't have heard of Mendo Dope if it hadn't been for Subcool. Singing in through his videos and whatnot. And, uh, So it was the other way around for me. I actually had heard of Nando Doe through Sub Cool and then like eventually doing songs with him, you know, and about him. So that's pretty awesome. Either way, I'm glad I'm glad you made the connection.
1: It was when I was fourteen, I was a sophomore that I was a rapper in high school, like a freestyle rapper. And I used to, like, try to get clothes and stuff nobody could get. And I had some true religions that were really dope. And somebody said, I'll give you these three ounces of weed for your true religions. And I used to think, I want some true religions I don't even wear. I just want to have them. And then he said, "No, nah, I think I'm gonna get eight hundred dollars out of three ounces." Yeah, that's how I started. It came with eight grams of seeds per ounce. He said it was some Boy Scout cookies, and I was starting to look up how to grow it, and then found Mendo dope, and I was a follower since.
0: right on. I'm taking you some window doll. You got their new album? Have you bought the new album?
1: No. I have it on YouTube. Nice. 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 I've been
0: rocking the shit out of that Legends.
1: This one's for the Legends. Oh, uh, yeah. With Ed Rosenthal. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. A bunch of good ones there. Yeah. <laughs> They got a lot of good tones. I think that's another thing, too. I, I, I believe a lot of people don't even know a lot of uh, how many tunes they've got, actually. They've got a whole lot of albums that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. But man, a lot of great ta- tracks that go pretty far back.
1: I want to grow weed like that someday, you know?
0: Yeah. I think we'd all like to grow some plants like that, my friend.
1: I think we'd all (laughs) like to grow some.
0: So do you rap? I heard you kind of mentioned that you did rap.
1: Nah, that was the high school rap battle. Right on,
0: right on. you never know. You never know.
1: But I entered. I did a lot of those. stuff. I was trying to like be like that.
0: Right on, right on. So, uh, do you ever see yourself taking that out outdoors? And I, you know, can't grow mendo dope sized plants unless you take them outdoors. Like mendo dope, shit, you got one (laughs) up on me. You close, you in Northern California. This is Northern California. That's a good tone right there. That's got some good ass bass. That one, Northern California by Mendo Dope.
1: I don't want to do any like wrong moves or anything. I have to check out everything. I don't know about doing that. I'm barely, I just barely finished high school a little bit ago. Nice. Well,
0: (laughs) it is what it is. But, uh, you know, at least you are growing the plant, man. You got to start somewhere.
1: I don't know how to do all that, like I need some I don't know, like guidance or something. How to what to do like that's how I fit. <laughs> Boy, are these mushrooms kicking after you?
0: Yeah. They are, my friend. Terrifyingly, they are. (laughs) I believe I can hear crickets. I believe I can hear some crickets at some point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, I was kind of scared of mushrooms for a little bit because I had a bad trip on that shit because I just ate a whole bunch and I didn't even weigh it. So I was really, like, hallucinating. It was scary. But this is not that. <laughs> so I figured I was just chilling and tired. <laughs>
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. So psychedelics have come a long way as well.
1: Okay.